Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I like to... I like to say something. This is Dirt and Spray. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pitch can for a mile. Are you serious? I'm bit serious. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. God, there was one week when you wore sweatpants every day. Oh, you know what? If they were Sean John sweatpants, it would have been fine. But because they're Costco brand, it's like the worst thing I could do. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Well, I roll it out. Let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Thanks for being with us on a Thursday. We've got a lot to get to, including the potentially really bright futures for two teams in the National Football League. Uh, what else we got? Thursday night football, Bucks and Ravens tonight. We got some Cougs and Utes on Thursday night as well. We're loaded, man. There's a lot going on today. Which game's going to be worse? Uh, the NFL game. Really? I'm going that route, yeah. Okay. I just I feel like the primetime Thursday night game. Have we had a good Thursday night game yet? We've had good in relative terms of it's been close. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Not scoring or good football, but the scores have been close. We've had some 12 to 9 games. That's happened. You yeah, know, that's we had the out there. Colts and Broncos play without a touchdown <laughs> and the Colts won. So you had that going for you. Uh, let's get to, though, our good friend. We love talking to him every Thursday on the line of the host. You better, you bet. Uh, an Odyssey Sports betting insider, Ken Barkley, insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better, You Bet podcast for more of Ken Barkley's analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. Ken, good morning to you. How many pillows is too many pillows to be on your bed? Uh, when I'm sleeping or just like during the day? In general. So, like, when I'm sleeping, the correct answer is one pillow and no more pillows than that. When I'm, if I'm just like, like, you know, I'm married. My wife wants to have a lot of pillows on the bed. She can have a lot of pillows on the bed. Okay. But, like, even, even during the middle of the day, when I'm napping, the pillows all go off the bed. <laughs> like, if I want to take a 15 minute nap, we are, it's like, uh, you know, like in roulette when nobody hits the number and the, the croupier just sweeps the whole board, basically. Like, <laughs> they put their arm out and just, just sweep all the chips and put them into that like the chip dumpster basically to sweep the whole board that's uh that's me when it's nap time we're sweeping all the pillows off i think we've established here without being sexist that it is everybody's wife that has nine yeah. pillows on their bed does anybody's wife not put nine pillows on i'd their love bed? to know that woman how many pillows are on your bed when you're not sleeping like well we have the two sleeping ones uh-huh. then we have like the larger versions of the mm-hmm. sleeping ones that are on top of those that's yep. four and then we have like two like colored in terms of like they're the color of the comforter like with pillows inside them and they're the same size so that's six and then we have like a small square yep. decorative pillow yeah, in decorative the pillow in the front. Have, to have, have to have that one and by the way <laughs> this is like this is not a hot take the square decorative pillow in the middle is the least comfortable pillow yeah. of any pillow that's ever made. Like, if you actually tried to sleep on that thing, you would like you wouldn't be able to walk the next day. Like, your back would be so messed up. Like, you can't. I 
but they make it's a imagine being a pillow company it's like oh what kind of pillows do you make the worst kind oh well like who buys them oh like people that want to put them on their bed but never use them like oh that sounds like a good company that sounds like something we should uh should invest in that sounds great i love it hey ken i love uh, i love the ravens tonight am i an idiot yep no you don't have to I don't think you're an idiot. Thank Why are you, you an idiot? Because I'm. Well, look, you I, might disagree with this pick. I had a, I had a rough week again last weekend. Okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get up off the mat. Ken, um, Ken, Ken, right. Ken. He took your Patriots. He I took, took the Patriots pads. with that. Number. How does that happen on Monday night? The Bears can't score on anybody. Anybody. <laughs> Belichick against young quarterbacks is like the most dominant stat in NFL history. How did they score 33 points? I don't understand the NFL. Oh, because well, because uh, the Bears were in third and ten plus. And every single time that that happened, Fields ran for like 75 yards, basically. Oh, I mean, it was really, it was really like a funny game. Yeah, it was just, well, just, just to spin that into, I, we could talk about Thursday night too, but just this point reminds me of something for this week, basically. And like, cool, I'll, I can be an idiot. It's possible. We can all be idiots sometimes. But, you know, you, you have an opinion on something, you want to bet your opinion. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to win by like nine touchdowns on Sunday. And I just hear they play, they play the bears for people who aren't kind of like making the connection there basically in Justin Fields. So I like to do this exercise when it's like a unit versus unit matchup. And like, I like to always explain it this way, which is basically close your eyes. The bears are on offense. The Cowboys are on defense. The ball is snapped. What happens? Like, just picture, like, what is happening at the line of scrimmage. Michael and if Parsons. your answer to that question, if your answer to that question is not everyone on Dallas's defense is in Chicago's backfield in two seconds, then, like, you haven't watched either team play this year. Basically, the Cowboys have by far the most disruptive defensive front. The Bears have a history. I can't emphasize this enough. It's not, we say bad offensive line sometimes. I think people are like, ah, oh, you know, they're trying hard, but, like, they're okay. The Bears, if the season ended today, the Bears would allow basically the worst pressure rate in the history of the NFL by margin. Like, not by a lot, it would be the worst in the history of the NFL. Fields is pressured on, like, 40% of dropbacks, and they're playing Dallas. I just, like, I don't know how the Bears score points on Sunday. Now, maybe Dak stinks and Dallas wins, like, 8 nothing or something. I guess that's possible. Or, like, 13-6 or something. I have no idea how the Bears score points in the game. Like, none whatsoever. And the number is under 10 which is weird because the Patriots number was also like nine. Yeah. And there's no way Dallas and the Patriots are even close to the same team. And both were at home in the game. So just to like, I know you had the Patriots. I know you probably, you probably honestly don't want to bet against the bears again. Cause you got no. burned yeah. last week. Yeah. I also I'm, don't want I'm to gamble to on the Pats again. And I like, the, I kind of <laughs> like the Pats against the Jets. Oh, really? Out yeah. of that game. I just like, I think that number's fine. Are you, are you put it this way? You want to bet on the Patriots. Are you happy? Mac Jones is starting. No, I want zappy time. <laughs> But, like, here's the thing, and I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan. I grew up in Massachusetts. Like, I, I followed the team forever. Why do you want Zappy? Because his name's fun to say. <laughs> right. Okay, fine. Great. As long as, as – long as, everybody so basically, wants like, basically, your answer was, like, the decorative pillow of reasons why you want to pick the quarterback. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, like, it's it just, was. It's superfluous. It serves no purpose. It's just, it's like, it's just there. It's well, he, just also, there. he, like also has, there. he also has a big butt. Okay, I don't know how to make the like the pillow analogy with that one. I guess that's like the big one on top it's, of the it's, normal pillow. It's a vi- yeah, no, yeah. it's a vital trait yeah. in good football players. They have to have thick legs, big butts. They usually are better players when they have thick legs and big butts. Zappy's built for the NFL. Matt like Jones looks like this. he's going to get hit real hard and be out again. Do you, do you bet games every week with that a piece of analogy? Who has the Is fattest that, ass, like, Ken? That's the way I look at yeah. these things. Yeah. Okay, well, what do you? What, yeah, what do you? What else do you like this week then? With that as the idea, uh, well, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. 
You must hate Kyler Murray then. You probably bet against the Cardinals. Like, Kyler Murray's league, got right? some like five seven. Oh yeah, but he's got some thick legs. He's kind of got it going on. I feel like Geno Smith's got a big butt. <laughs> this entire conversation is making me very uncomfortable. Keep it weird in Portland, Ken. This is this is how this is where I'm at, I'm like, Ken. Well, here's what I say. Like I'm trying to give you guys Cowboys nine and a half, and I'm like, okay, close your eyes. Bears are on offense. Cowboys are on defense. Imagine the ball is snapped. What do you see? And you'd be like. Well, Dak's butt. Yeah. His butt. That's what I would say. Yeah. Got some cake cheeks back there, man. Nice. Well, let me ask you this. We'll get past the uncomfortableness of big butts here, even though my theory is correct. What's the number have to be for you if you're not already there? What What's a number people can look at? Because I'm flirting with this Rodgers line. Like, the Packers look fundamentally broken. The Bills are coming off the bye. Everything is teed up for the Bills to win this the way they did against Pittsburgh. But yet that that I mean that's a lot of points. I've I've been somewhat successful here just taking points in spots where I don't even feel comfortable. It's at eleven and a half on some books, Ken. Like what's the number for you with Rogers? So this game is uh perplexing, right? It's just it's really tough. I going into this week, I was really excited to bet the Packers in this game. I knew they would be a huge underdog because they should be. And, you know, we kind of got we got through the Washington game, they lost again. I'm like, okay. And the only thing that's hanging me up in this game, so I bet a little bit on the Packers when it opens. So I have Packers plus 11 for like a half unit. And I wanted to wait to put the other half in because everyone I talked to, I had like a focus group on this game, basically. I asked like five other very smart people. That implies that I'm very smart. I asked five very smart people. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm thinking about betting the Packers that open. It's going to be more than 10. My number's nine and a half. Like, what do you, what do you think? And the focus group basically unanimously, no one wanted the Packers. Half the people just didn't want to bet the game, and the other half wanted the Bills. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, that's not – that doesn't make me feel good. Uh, the Packers' injury report kind of stinks too. Lazard's not going to play. Like, who is he going to throw to? I just This is my only thing. I just mm-hmm. like it, – it's like I like the Packers as long as I don't have to think about the football game. Like, as long as I don't have to actually think about the football, I like the Packers. But then once I actually be like, what is going to happen on the field? <laughs> just, immediately, I'm just like, oh, no. So, I don't know. But I can tell you, the number's definitely too big. Like, I don't know I don't know what the right number is, quote-unquote the right number. It's probably not this. Like, I think we could kind of safely agree on that. Now, that doesn't mean the Packers have to cover. It just means that they should probably be like 10 or 9.5 and, and they're right. 11. And maybe, it, maybe it's that simple. Maybe like a little more than half the time they're going to cover this number and lose within the number. I think that's totally possible. You got anything else standing out to you this weekend? Anything else that you like? I mean, uh, what sport? What thing? I got everything standing out. What do you guys <laughs> yeah, well, we can't that, gamble kind of on college. Question is that? I mean, we can't gamble on college out here. I mean, we can, but you got to go to like a casino. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to throw baseball at me, if you want to throw NBA at me, if you want to throw NFL at me, anything you want, buddy. Can I can I give you NBA awards? Can I do that? Sure. Do some of that? Let's go for is it. That, is that too random or no. should we do NFL? Love it. I can do whatever you want. No, the Blazers are I'll give you one more one. NFL because I, I guarantee a bunch of people were like, oh, God, NBA awards. Click. <laughs> Uh, so one, I, I think the Cardinals are going to beat Minnesota. We bet four and a half on the show, it's three and a half now. Uh, anything more than three, I would bet Arizona probably in the game. If you look at the Vikings list of opponents so far this year now, like one thing that's really fun is once you know who's good and who's bad, you go back, right? And you're like, oh, wait a minute. That win counts for nothing. <laughs> like that win actually doesn't mean anything because that team stinks. Um, Minnesota's wins this year, Green Bay at home in the opener. Congratulations, you, you you beat your rival in the division. Also, that team just lost to Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, and Taylor Heineke. So, like, what's that What's that worth now? Uh, they also beat uh, Detroit, barely, and Detroit probably should have won the game. 
They beat New Orleans on a bounce, like a doink field goal in London, and they beat Justin Fields, and they beat Skylar Thompson, and their defense was bad against all of those terrible quarterbacks. So what's this going to be? What's this supposed to be? Like, I actually think Arizona just wins the game. Like, I'm going to have a bunch of money line, too. So there's your NFL one. Um, NBA awards. Yeah. I love NBA awards. Do you guys bet in the NBA awards ever? Are you Absolutely. We just locked in a Dame MVP bet, and then he got hurt the first game after we bet. <laughs> that's uh, that's always tough, right? It's like, oh, it, this is his year. Oh, yeah, right. Actually, it's not his year. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, here's the thing, though. Doesn't that... Like, I haven't bet this yet. Doesn't that open up Simon's most improved player, like, in a pretty significant way? I mean, he has to average a ton of points for that to be true because he averaged, like, 21 last year maybe. But when Dame's out, he scores, like, 30 a game. It's, like, pretty wild. Uh, I didn't bet that, but I guess that's interesting. Uh, One thing, NBA Awards, uh, most improved player is the funniest market of any of the NBA Awards because it's basically we're all guessing – about who's going to look much different this year than they looked last year. It's like when you come back from come back to school, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Somebody has like a new haircut. Somebody like started wearing like you know like actually cool clothes, all that kind of. Stuff. You're just like you don't know what to expect. Like we're showing up to a new season. Like who looks way different? And so the market for this is all over the map, and nobody knows anything because it's all about who's different. It has nothing to do with what happened last year. Um, Tyrese Halliburton of the Pacers is saying his price starting to drop a lot. He should be a pretty heavy favorite in this market, and he is not. Um, he's going to average like 25 and 10 for the entire season because it's easy because that's what he did when he got to the Pacers, and that would be a huge improvement over when he played for Sacramento last year. So he should be a huge favorite, and he's not. I bet him. Uh, and Laurie Markinen of the Jazz, which is insane to say out loud, is also having the same kind of like crazy improvement, and the market hasn't caught up to that yet either. So those two guys. Uh, let me ask you a couple questions here. We'll get you out of here, I think, on this one because we're already against it and we always go over the clock with you. Um, the biggest game of the NFL week, and we didn't even talk about it, and I feel like we should because it's somewhat close to us. It's it's the Giants at the Seahawks. I don't know who had that at this point of the <laughs> NFL season, but the Seahawks are three-point favorites. Most people aren't buying what the Giants are doing, but Pete Carroll said, oh. like, this is the most effective running team we're going to face all season long. Do you see value is my first question in, in, in this game between Seattle and the, and the Giants? I don't bet a lot of NFL totals uh, anymore. I, I haven't had a ton of success. I used to, like, spray the board on them and just, like, love it and would just, you know, they're, they're very random. I, don't, I only bet them rarely now. Uh, I'm very excited to bet the over in this game, and I would really like it to be 44, which is a pretty key number. In NFL, it's like 24-20. You end up pushing. Obviously, that's a, a really common final score. It's 44 and a half right now. I would still bet the over this number. Seattle's defense, like they can, Carroll can say everything he wants. Walker's awesome. I know Metcalf isn't going to play, but the Giants give up buckets of explosive pass plays as long as the quarterback is competent. They haven't played a lot of those so far this year. Um, you know, I played Cooper Rush. They played Ryan Tannehill. Like, they just haven't, and it's crazy to say this, they haven't played a quarterback like Geno Smith yet. I can't believe I just said that out loud. <laughs> but just that's, that's where we're at here. And this total's low for, a, like, an NFL game that has, like, competent offenses and terrible defenses. Wink Martindale likes to blitz a ton. I think Seattle can have a lot of explosive plays. I like the over uh, side. I don't. I don't know. I, the Giants just keep winning as underdogs. Maybe they're just going to keep winning again. Nobody can really explain it. They're not very good, but they just keep doing it. So oh, it's possible. Can I give you one other thing in like thirty seconds because it's important? Yeah. Uh, one award thing. So this is the most important awards game of the season so far because Dable and Carroll are both very live for Coach of the Year, and Geno Smith and Saquon are the two big favorites for comeback player of the year. 
I have a pretty strong opinion on this that I think Gino should actually be the favorite. Quarterbacks tend to win this more often than other positions and they get more pub. And I still think the Giants team quality is not very good. Also, like Gino is favored against Saquon. So on average, Gino is going to beat him. And then what's the market going to look like tomorrow? Gino's like five to one in a bunch of places to win the award and Saquon's minus 200. And Saquon's also more injury prone. He's already been on the injury report a couple of times. So I've been loading up on Gino like all season in this market. This is about the lowest price he's been. I still think he should be a bigger favorite. Well, Gino MVP uh, ticket as well is where I would be looking for absolute maximum value because why well, that, the hell not? That's why, that's why you're a loser, like you said at the start. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that, that's why we're losers. We don't have the time, but I want you to ponder. We, I may ask you this question because we don't actually ask you like just fundamental gambling questions for people out there. A lot of people put money in just parlays, and like when they don't win, they're pissed. They didn't win big. Not everybody bets a ton of money when they bet. I want you to ponder this. Why is it so forbidden in the gambling community to talk about your unit price? A lot of gamblers do not want to talk about unit-specific things. Like when you say, I bet a half unit or I bet a full unit, a lot of people don't understand what that means, nor do the gamblers themselves want to reveal what the unit is. So why is that basically? How much time do you have for this interview? No, I'm saying I want you to ponder that for the next one because we're way against. I could could give you a great answer right now. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Why don't we, we we can do it. We'll save it. We'll tease. I'll be called that a tease. Okay. Yes. We'll do that. uh, We'll do that next week. That sounds A week long tease. How about that? A week long tease. Everybody set your reminder on your phone next Thursday at 8 (laughs) a.m. We're going to find out. I can't remember what I'm eating, what I ate yesterday. I'm going to remember in a week to talk about those. We're going to find out what Ken Barkley's unit is, man. Well, we don't have to find Ken's unit. I'm just, I'm curious why it's so taboo in that industry to talk about units themselves. Well, it's supposed to create a common language. It's supposed to be a common language. So if somebody's betting 50,000 a game and somebody's betting 50,000, those are different units. They can can both say the same thing without like, well, I bet 50,000. And then the guy's like, well, that's my mortgage. So like, I don't want to And to the other guy, it's like, well, that's 1% of my bankroll. Like, it's Right. It's really just for a common language. Yeah. So, All right. well, I don't be- know if we have to tease it anymore, but there we go. Okay, well, before my producer has a heart attack, we should probably go. He's, he's, he's freaking out. He's the host of You Better, You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ken Barkley. Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on BetMGM app. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Lockie Lockerson. We always enjoy it. Can't wait to find out more about your unit next week and uh, talk to you next Thursday. Gross, guys. Thanks a lot. There you go, Ken Barkley. Good stuff from him. Boy, we um, made him feel uncomfortable. That was we great. Did. We did. That was good. You talk about butts and we talk about units. That was good. Well Football done. players with big butts are good players, I mean, man. it sounds like a Larry legit. Fitz, anybody? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a big butt. You know who has a big butt? It's going to be really maybe sacking the quarterback this weekend. Micah Parsons. Yeah, he's got a big booty. <clears throat> butts. Nick right. Chubb, best running back in the NFL. Huge butt. I want to get to a scenario at the bottom of the hour that I'm wondering if we're already thinking about. I'll tell you what that is. Uh, but coming up next, there's a, there's a bright future ahead potentially for two teams, and I want to paint the picture of what it looks like. That's next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, thanks again to Ken Barkley for hopping on. We enjoy that conversation every week. We'll have him on again next Thursday. I want to get to a, a scenario that I'm wondering if we're paying attention to and how we feel about it playing out. Uh, that is coming up at the bottom of the hour, and it ties into tonight's Pac-12 football game. I saw this yesterday, though, and it got my mind working. The, the, the impact that this season and this year's draft could have on a couple of teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know why I hadn't thought about it. It's obvious when you look at it and you're like, oh, that's right. So right now, do you know who is in first place in their division and also has a top five pick in next year's NFL draft? If the draft would, would, were held on these records right now. Uh, considering I threw this at you a couple days ago, I'm, I think I'm going to successfully guess these. The Seahawks is one of them. The Seattle Seahawks right now, the Broncos would have the fifth overall pick in the NFL draft, and that pick goes to Seattle in the Russell Wilson trade. That one hurts immensely. It is so, like, th- there was, I think Safi tweeted it yesterday, and I saw it because Furness retweeted it, but basically, like, we need to live with the reality. There is a chance Seattle wins the NFC West and ends up with the top five pick. Don't the Eagles have a pick? The Eagles have a pick from New Orleans. Yeah, I don't what remember what trade that was, though. And listeners can help me out. I don't remember that one off the top of my head. I'm sure somebody will send it in, and it'll be obvious. Yeah. They just traded a fourth-round pick to go get a defensive lineman. I saw that. Uh, and they're not even picking up any of the salary. At Quinn, right? Quinn, Robert Quinn. Yeah. So I was, you know, Chicago's just trying to shed players. They're tanking. They're not going anywhere. Well, that's a good move by Philly, though, too. Yeah, they're just getting stronger, yeah. right? And there's, I think there's a lingering story there, too, about that roster is so damn good. Line is dominant. They have great wide receivers now. The running back situation is good. We know the defense is good. They just added to it. The, the, that team is, and maybe people don't feel this way. They they might not be a quarterback away, but they could be a quarterback away. Like there's a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts because nobody's playing right now with more talent than Jalen Hurts is in Philly. No, I know, and and you know what's unfortunate for Jalen is he's having a great year. He is, and I think it's the right offense for him. They got him those weapons. If he doesn't. It almost feels like they're close to a point where if they don't go to the Super Bowl, they're going to question it in Philly. Oh, that? Oh, in Philly? Hell yeah. Which is, you know, I got to be honest, man. It's a little unfair. I, I know everybody wants to win, and you're not always going to start the year 6-0 and or 7-0. and But the NFL is wild that way. I mean, the Packers lost one game in a season and got bounced in the divisional round. Like, it, it sometimes it just happens. The other team catches fire, yeah. and they outplay you. And so, like, I, I wouldn't look past that possibility I think it's fair to Jalen Hurts to not overreact that way. And 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 everything you just said, you're right. Like, they have the number one offensive line in football. They've got one of the preemptive defenses. Their coach, you know, stuttered his way through his press conference. Turns out he's a genius who relates to players really well. They are consistent. They've got weapons in the backfield and on the outside. They kind of have everything you want. But if Jalen Hurts doesn't throw for 350 and two tutties in an NFC divisional round game or the championship game. or the, Yeah, the passing game gets kind of locked down. They lose 21 to 13. Yeah. And it doesn't look pretty They're offensively. They're going to blame him. Yeah. They're going to blame him entirely. And I don't know if it's fair. It, no, it actually, I make the argument. It's not fair to immediately react and go, well, we need a new quarterback. Like, I'm sorry, folks. There's just not enough great quarterbacks for you to have to get a new quarterback the minute your season comes up shorter than what you expect. Well, and if you're Philly, where are you going? I mean, you're not going to. Dra- I mean, you're going to dra- trade up in the draft and take a rookie and start over. You're going to try and move future picks, which they have a lot of to go get. In a, like, well, there's just not a guys available. But but 
but doesn't don't don't some of the storylines from this season make you kind of rethink positions on quarterbacks? Have patience for quarterbacks. I mean, Gino, there's a really good article about Gino out there. It's a valid point. About how he kind of got screwed in New York. Like, he he was okay for the Jets, actually. They were game away from the playoffs. He then gets punched in the face. He goes to the Giants. And what's his face, who's the OC for the Panthers now? I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, McAdoo. Oh, McAdoo, yeah. He wants to start Gino. He benches Eli. becomes this national. St- how dare you? The streak is over. And McAdoo, I mean, to his credit, was like, dude, Gino's a good player. And None of us took it seriously. We were like, no, he's not. He played for the Jets. He got punched in the face, and he's never good again. And look, maybe this won't last the full season, but I think it makes you kind of question it. Even Josh Allen's development from year one to year three, and that's just a two-year span, I think it makes you rethink things. And so I'm kind of on Team Hurts here. I'm not telling you he's the best quarterback, but in that offense, he works really efficiently. And if he comes up short this year... I'm not going to sit here saying, well, I don't know about your quarterback. That's not fair. Like <laughs> It's his second full year it's as a starter. It's his second I've year seen people start, start, And he went to yeah. the playoffs last year, by he the did. way. He did. Now, that was kind of a you know, little caveat. But still, he, he got in, technically. That's what the league is, right? It's There's caveats now because sure. there's more teams in. I did. Like, I've seen a lot of those takes pour out this week on Herbert. Like, Herbert's never – he's the most overrated, blah, blah. Like, he's in his third year in the NFL. <laughs> we're, we're already doing that? Like, I, I, nobody's putting him ahead of Mahomes or Josh Allen on a power ranking list, and you shouldn't. Those guys are better than him, and they have a better track record. But really, year three, we're doing this? Like, you texting on Monday, is Justin Fields good? And I was like, I don't know how to feel about any quarterback anymore because of Bo Nix and Geno Smith. I don't know how to feel about any of them. I think it's tough. I think it's all coach, talent. Everything has to be kind of measured to their skill set. And, you know, some guys, it's obvious. A lot of other guys, I don't know if it is. Maybe Fields is obvious to some. But maybe they Not actually get a good offense in there, and maybe he's a different quarterback entirely. I, I don't even Justin like Justin deserves some criticism, but I also know how banged up that team is. The right. Offensive line's been beat to hell. His number one wide receiver hasn't. I mean, he even played last weekend, but he wasn't healthy. Now Mike Williams is out too on top of it. And the offense they run is dreadful. Yeah. So it's just like I'm not trying to excuse it. It's just. There are factors that play in here. Not everybody's going to be Patrick Mahomes from day one. Just ball out. With Andy Reid and ball out like that. Uh, the other team, by the way, that, that has a bright future ahead potentially is Houston. So remember, Houston got the first rounder from Cleveland. That Cleveland pick right now is fourth overall. And Houston's pick themselves would be second overall. You could have two picks in the top four. I'd expect Cleveland's pick to actually get worse as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're a ways away. Remember, remind yourself, too, that this would have been the week that he returned to Sean Watson. This was the week he was supposed to come back originally in a Monday night game on the road or excuse me, at home against Cincinnati, but then they extended the suspension. But this was originally going to be his first game. It was a seven-game suspension. So his return game is going to be at Houston. So shout out to that. Now it's, yeah, week 13 or whatever they ended up doing. What I meant by worse is I actually think Cleveland's going to win a couple games. I think that pick's going to go down, but it's still probably going to be a top, probably 13 pick, which is great. They're a couple more weeks away from uh, from getting him back. And so until they do, I think they're going to lose this Monday night uh, at home against Cincinnati. So there you go. A couple interesting stories in the NFL. Those big quarterback trades, they could be boom trades for Seattle uh, and for Houston, depending on how the season goes for the for the Broncos and for the Cleveland Browns. I want to get to something that's potentially at play tonight, and that is a scenario I'm wondering if we've wondered about and how do we feel about it because we haven't really talked about it much. We've got some Pac-12 football on a Thursday night. I want to dive into that coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back in, 836. Can I, can I throw at you a very random, I, I don't want to derail this, I just yeah. want to throw this out. Fire away. This is, this is going to hurt a lot. So I looked this up during one of the commercial breaks, and I want to put in perspective what this is. First of all, the NBA comes out, Adam Silver, and says, we're going to monitor the tank jobs going on. We don't want tanking going on. That's so egregious. The NBA is about to announce via Chris Haynes and via their own address. They are televising every Victor Wimbanyama game. <laughs> so the, the league that doesn't want teams to openly suck for one of the greatest prospects in league history is doing what? They're putting that prospect on the forefront of television, a G League player on your TV every single game he will be on. I looked this up, and it's, it's as bad as I thought it was. The Lakers who are going to have a bottom five season in this league. There is no doubt about that. They stink. They're awful. They built a roster around LeBron with no shooters. Have they never seen LeBron James play basketball? That first-round pick goes to the Pelicans. There is a scenario in which Zion Ingram, CJ, Herb Jones, and you know Jonas Valanciunas all go to the postseason as a top-five team in the West. And end up getting Victor Wimbanyama. Can you imagine that? Him and, him and Zion playing on the same team? Him and Ingram, Zion. Yeah. Like, that's a... Man, I don't want to get ahead, but like that is, that's how you build dynasties right there. Those bad trades. It's crazy how... I mean, we kind but, of but realize But is it a it, bad trade? They got a championship out of it. I, yeah, I can't call yeah. that a bad trade. That's true. I always forget about the COVID championship that the Lakers won. Call it what you want, but at least they played their amount of games. They didn't baseball their season. They did stop, but they came back. They had the bubble. <laughs> And it was just basketball, and they out-basketballed everybody. It's a ridiculous claim to say that's not a legitimate title. But that being said, like, that's, that's the anomaly to the LeBron-Laker era. Every other year has been disappointment and riddled with AD injury. Yeah, that, that would be wild. Those, those trades, in hindsight, when you do look back on them, though, it's crazy the impact they can have down the road. I mean, that's the Boston Celtics right now. 
when they made that trade, it was kind of like, wow, that's okay. They got a lot for that. And then things crumbled in Brooklyn and they ended up building a championship level roster out of it. And that's, I mean, that was kind of what we we're talking about in the last segment too. Like when Seattle made that trade, you could feel a certain way about it, but everybody thought to it, you know, Russell Wilson would have a level of success in Denver. Now, what level? We could disagree on that. Some people thought Super Bowl. Some people thought maybe a playoff team. Not great, but I don't think anybody saw them drafting in the top five of next year's NFL draft, and maybe that turns around. They do play Jacksonville this weekend, but it is crazy to think that you could end up with the, with the better part of that trade um, because you got rid of the Russell deal. You didn't have to pay him an extension, and you end up with a top five pick out of it too to continue to build after you just hit on your first-round picks this last year and most of your early draft picks, like things are going in the right direction. Well, and I know it's it's not believable maybe in this moment given he just scored 43 points and beat the Nets last night and single-handedly won them the game in the second half. But, that, you know, I don't, I don't dismiss it. I like the trade. I'm not going to play revisionist history when it, it's 2025. But I, I, I look at that Milwaukee pick and everyone's like, well, it's the Milwaukee first round in 25. I mean, Giannis openly said this summer that he would love to be a bull. I mean, he's coming to Portland. We all know that. Well, and maybe he would, and that would be great. But I'm just saying, like, even dismissing a first-round pick in 2025 from yeah, Milwaukee. things can change rapidly. That's the way the league is built, man. Rapidly. Uh, I did want to bring something up, so I don't know if we've thought about it much, uh, but I, there are scenarios where this could come into effect, and I'm wondering how we feel about it. So we get some Pac-12 football on a Thursday night. It's a 7 o'clock game tonight, Washington State and Utah. And, I, you know, I, I would rather have this game be on a Friday. I think that's a little tough going head-to-head, although it'll be towards the end of the Thursday night football game. Because they're coming off buys, though, right? They're both coming off buys. Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 has done a better job of that, right, when you're making teams play in these kind of scenarios make sure they're both fresh. So they've done a great job with that. I'm excited for this game. Utah is firmly back in the race for the Pac-12 championship uh, game because they beat USC after that loss to UCLA. But they got to keep winning. So you currently have three teams at one loss. USC lost to Utah. UCLA lost to Oregon. Utah lost to UCLA are we comfortable potentially with the tiebreaker scenario happening and do you know what the tiebreaker scenario is if you have two teams that are tied for a spot is it similar opponent it is the next highest ranked or, or next highest team in the standings common opponent win loss until you find a difference so does that make sense so let's say so how would you differentiate these teams so right now you can't because USC uh, well, USC hasn't played. They won't um, play Oregon this year. They haven't they, played UCLA yet, and they don't yeah, play Oregon in the regular season. Oregon. But you have kind of that counteracting losses. So there is a chance, like, play this scenario out in your head. Let's say Utah stays hot. They find a way to beat Oregon at Autzen, and then UCLA beats USC, for example. So you would have three teams with one loss. You would have Oregon with a win over UCLA, UCLA with a win over Utah, and Utah with a win over Oregon. And so, I mean, just there are weird scenarios that could be a player. But I started thinking about that because I was looking at the game for tonight. And it's a must win for Utah to stay alive in that race. Oh, yeah. You don't want to drop that second game. You still got to go to Eugene later in the year. Uh, USC and UCLA schedules are very manageable the rest of the way outside of their head-to-head game. And I imagine the winner of that game will be in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, but that, it's crazy that that's what it'll come down to. So right now, for example... Like if you had USC and Oregon tied, you would have to go to the next team and find a common opponent. So it would be Oregon State. And you say, okay, well, if Oregon beats Oregon State, USC beat Oregon State, okay, go to the next one. You'd have to work your way down, and you'd do common score, common opponent thing to figure out who goes. That, that's a wild way to figure it all out, and that's what you get for eliminating divisions because you could just simply say, well, there's a south and a north. This is the only <laughs> drawback. Now, you hope that you find a scenario where, like, Oregon's undefeated, right. and then USC and Utah are both tied with one loss, but Utah beat USC, USC. so they, were, they would have a head-to-head there. You know, tonight's game is, is a fascinating look. Because I think you're right, Utah coming in, and, and they've done this to themselves, but 
Every game is a must-win for them now. There, there is no hey, you know, you can drop one and still be okay. It's, it's a tight race as it is in the conference. And I don't know how to feel about this. Like Washington State, I, I think Washington State fans should, should still feel fine about Dickert. But like, where are you on that? Because that started so promisingly by beating Wisconsin in Wisconsin weeks and weeks ago, and it's kind of fizzled. You blew the Oregon game. You got the brakes beat off you against Oregon State, and. Now you come in on a Thursday night, like you kind of have the upper edge here. You're the home team, but Utah's pretty damn good. And what happens if you lose that? So I think there's scenarios on both sides tonight. Maybe the NFL game will be a dud yet again, but uh, both games are going to be honest. No matter what's deserving of my big screen time, I think it's going to be a close game. But I also don't know how Washington State fan feels if their team loses again. And I don't know where Utah fan goes with explaining what the season's kind of become. Yeah, what I would say for, to Coog fan, and this is obviously easy when you're not in the fan base, but I would it was similar to the Washington thing. Like I, I think to a certain extent we got a little over our skis with the start that they had. And you got to go back to August and say, what did you think was a successful season for Washington State? Like if they went 7-5 and five in the first year under Dickert, is that a good year? Because to me that's a pretty good year. With a difficult schedule where you got to play Utah, you got to play USC, you had to go to Wisconsin and non-conference, not to mention games against Oregon, Oregon State, right, the Apple Cup. So to me, that is still in front of them, even if they lose. Their next three games after tonight, so they play Utah, obviously, on Thursday night, they got Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona. Yeah. Before the Apple Cup. Yep. Those, and there's no guarantees in the conference, uh, but those, to me, are winnable games. The one that stings for Washington State is the way they played against the Beavs. Because to, to lose a game to Oregon the way they're playing right now, you can look at that in hindsight and say, okay, they're, they're clearly clicking. They, had, they were close with USC competitive, got out of hand late. The Oregon State game, they just couldn't get off the ground. They couldn't move the football at all. In the I, I think that's the thing, that the trouble part, right, is if they don't look good again offensively and they lose to Utah. That's kind of what I'm asking is where is Cougar fan on what this team is? Like Cam Ward, he's got three years of eligibility here, but I just, I don't know. It hasn't looked great. And offensively, they've taken a giant step back. Defensively, they've been fine. They've been good, yeah. But they're starting to kind of break a little bit, even defensively. So can Utah do that? And then you just have to ask yourself, is this – program the way it's currently set up with Dickert it's early but it's a different version of what it was with Rolovich and Leach yeah there's some fun theories to think about for tiebreakers and all that I was just I was pondering those last night Utah USC UCLA all with one conference loss they've all played head-to-head and then you got Oregon there who but we've never seen a team go undefeated in the Pac-12 slate so uh, maybe Oregon's the first one to do it but we have not seen a team do that yet you imagine there's some weird tiebreakers that are going on and tonight's a big one between Washington State and Utah let's close with the Bucks. And the Ravens, that is Thursday Night Football. And I'll wrap up there next on The Fam. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, we got a Thursday night game tonight, Bucks and Ravens. I'm excited for this one. I don't know if it's going to be good. Thursday night football has largely sucked this year. Last week, at least, we had some points scored, so that was fun, uh, although it was a blowout. But you did get the highlight of Andy Dalton throwing a pick six and then turning around at the last second as the guy dove into the end zone. That was kind of fun. 
Did you think you would be, at this point of the football season, more excited for Utah at Washington State than Lamar Jackson at Tom Brady? No, I did not think that. But part of me is there. Uh, Yes, I know, Beaver fan, Oregon State has a great defense. I was not trying to insinuate that Oregon State does not have a good defense. Everybody take a deep breath. Calm down. Uh, You kind of insinuated it, though. Everybody calm down. Everybody else, oh, yeah, you lost to them. Of course, they're a great team. (laughs) Oregon State, you just (laughs) no-showed. Well, there's a good chance that Oregon and USC play in the Pac-12 championship game. And so I, that was my point. What a game. I mean, that was like... Those, Holy S, what a if game. If those two end up being atop the Pac-12 standings, you'll feel a little differently about those losses if you're a Coug. Than it's you in Vegas this year, isn't it? It was last year, too. That's it was right. a great crowd last year. Right. I mean, nobody watched because Utah beat Oregon by 8,000 right. points. Yeah. It was the same game that had happened two weeks previous, and they did no coaching adjustments. And That's because you know. your coach wasn't coaching your team anymore. He was yeah. negotiating contracts, yeah. and he would checked out. He just couldn't publicly talk about it. So the line has moved a ton. So the, the Baltimore has been a favorite for most of the week, point, point and a half, two points, somewhere in that range. It has now shifted. Tampa Bay is the favorite in this game tonight. There are injury concerns on both sides. A lot of guys that are questionable, game-time decisions, a couple of guys in, in Baltimore secondary. I just look. I, I'm pro- I'm not going to spring the line on this game. I wanted to spring the line on this game. I am going to gamble on the Ravens. I just I don't see how. And these are famous last words. I know. So make fun of me when this ends up aging horribly. I I don't see how Tampa gets it going, man. I don't. Mm. Pull this pull this for tomorrow when they score 84 points and <laughs> beat Baltimore by three touchdowns tonight. I just their offensive line stinks, and that was their issue in training camp. Remember we talked about it. Their starting center went down. A left guard went like their whole interior offensive line went down. They cannot run the football. They have issues at wide receiver. They hit. They, I mean, they should have had the Mike Evans long touchdown pass last week, and he dropped it. But outside of that, it sounds like Godwin might not play. Julio Jones, who I don't even know what you're getting at Julio Jones anymore. He's a game time decision. I, I don't see how. I think. I think Tampa's defense is good, and this could be a low scoring game. I don't see how all of a sudden this is unlocked for Tampa and they're slinging it all over the place when their offensive line is a sieve right now. Well, the the only scenario, well, one, it's football, and so sometimes we think we know two teams and then the game happens and we go, well, don't, don't know it at all. I just had it on Monday night. I, the Bears can't score points and they scored 33 against New England. I had it against UCLA, Oregon. I mean, it's just going to happen, right? But I, I think the counter to your point is Baltimore's defense hasn't been great. In fact, it's been the thing that's let them down the most. I know Lamar's numbers in the second half and the fourth quarter haven't been spectacular, but they've had double-digit leads against the Giants, against the Dolphins. They had the Bills on the ropes, and their defense can't get stops, especially in key spots. And so that Baltimore team is, we're so used to Baltimore and football being defense, but they're not. That defense has struggled. They're 15th in pass coverage. They're not very good in rush defense. I think they're like 18th or 19th. So, like, the counter to your point is that Baltimore's defense just isn't very good. I hear what you're saying about Godwin, um, but I thought last weekend was just weird. And maybe it'll carry over tonight. Very, very odd performance by Tampa Bay. Very uncharacteristic in terms of just getting blanked like that by the Panthers. I I just can't fathom they play that way again. And so they're the home team this weekend. You've seen the line shift almost three points. And I just think the counteracting point is that Baltimore's defense isn't great. And... You know, Tampa's defense didn't look the part last weekend. They gave up some big rush plays to Carolina, but largely they're pretty decent defense. And so that's that's kind of the counter to, to the Baltimore bet. The the numbers right now on the season, so you're not wrong on Baltimore. Their, their rush defense is kind of middle of the road. Middle of the road. I think it's, you know, 13th, 14th, somewhere in there. This is a something's got to give game. Tampa Bay is averaging. The oh, I love a good something's got to give game. Something's got to give. Throw the records out. <laughs> Tampa's averaging 64 yards rushing on the ground. That is far and away lowest in the NFL. Yeah. 64 yards per game. Yeah. That is horrible. 
There's only like five teams that are averaging below 100 yards per game on the ground, and they're one of them. 64 yards rushing as a team? Dear God, that is bad. So I don't know. I, I love Baltimore tonight. Famous last words, but make fun of me when I'm wrong on Twitter. That's the beauty of it. I am glad you're not springing line. Even if you end up being right, I'm, I'm going to be not. really pissed. If Baltimore wins, I'm going to be really pissed tonight. Are you? I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I need a win, so I'm gonna be happy about the win. I need that dub, but I'm gonna be really pissed because I could be one and zero. We'll find out. I'm not risking that biscuit though. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Good little show. If you missed it, go check the podcast. 1080thefan.com. At Dirt and Sprague, at 1080thefan. We have Chris Gordy on from Houston. He got everybody all pissed off. We had Ken Barkley on to give you some gambling nuggets for the upcoming weekend. And uh, go check both those. We'll have more on Oregon and Cal tomorrow. Oregon State's off. The World Series begins. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. Listening to 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.